0: Welcome to Welcome the Gun Show. I'm joined by Tarek. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show with me, Tarek, your not-so-humble host, and your other not-so-humble hosts. <laughs> that was <laughs> your cue, guys. Ed, that was stolen.
1: And Garrett. Hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> was that was stolen. It's it's a teaser as to what's to come. <sighs>
2: Cool stuff. Uh, I think the admin section this week is pretty short, seeing that the uh, draw for draw of the month has been completed. Uh, the individual one, Chris, Chris, what?
0: Bodenham, f- Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. There well done, Chris. Chris. You know who you are. Congratulations, Chris.
2: So Chris has reached out, Chris has made arrangements to, uh, to get his stuff sent to him um congratulations dude we hope you get lots of joy out of it and that means we don't have to mention any more uh drill sponsors because they're no longer sponsoring the drill they have to pay now (laughs) they have to pay now Um, (laughs) which means that we need to say thanks to zero mike bullets proud sponsor of the show you guys know the drill websites are available paid over there buy the stuff you need don't buy your level four bullets because it's too late Um, You'll know that if you listen to last week's episode. Um, and then thanks to uh, Guns at Work for making sure that the Welcome to Gun Show logo will be on the EGPSA team shirts for the level four. I can confirm that it actually is on the
1: shirts. Um, Terry I can't know.
0: because I don't have my shirt yet.
1: Yeah, Terry will no, because <laughs> Hey, Uncle Steve, Terry doesn't have a shirt yet.
0: Uh, Steve, I don't have a shirt yet. Gaz has a shirt. Corn
1: has I'm,
2: a shirt. I might know why you don't have a shirt, yet. Sasha has a shirt.
0: Jackie has Nicky a shirt. has a shirt, and he's not even on the team anymore. Jackie has a shirt. Everyone has a freaking shirt except your PRO. He's also on your PCC team, your shotgun team. I'm t- Hi, Steve.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> we also need to say thank you to how many? How many have you got left? Uh
0: Nexus Pro. Nexus Pro. Nexus Pro, the finest Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro. Okay, 83.
1: There you go. It's actually dropping down, which is pretty yeah, good. last week it was 103,
0: I think. When we reach zero, is that the end of the show? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we like later losers, but yeah, later losers,
2: the end. <laughs> <laughs> don't call on Monday. <laughs> um, I guess last thing I need to say is, uh, Magnum United. They're still doing really great stuff with their range. I haven't been there in a couple of weeks. I need to stop in there, but, uh, I believe that the, uh, the widening of the rifle range was completed a couple of weeks ago. I know they're still hosting the, uh, midweek mashup where you guys can go and do some training for, uh, IPSC matches and some other things that looked like they had some, uh, Texas Stars going the other day, which is not exactly Ipsic, but you can go and have fun and it'll teach you some, some things about shooting anyway. Um, I saw there's some new signage up that I think got posted today. It looks like they're doing pretty cool stuff there.
0: Um, Billy's Billy, back up we- and running. Go Billy, Adrian, when are you going to put up our sign for all this marketing? Hashtag just saying.
2: Ah. Adrian keeps saying we use his name in vain. So I don't think that's ever going to happen.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. who knows? Henceforth, Love. the jam will be called an Adrian. Talk, talking about Magnum, and I will be hosting a level one fundamentals course there on the 30th of October, 2021. Hit me up to book a spot.
2: T at 9876.co.za. That's me. Uh, or find them on. Uh, on the face twits or the Instagrams.
0: I, am, famously, I do have an Instagram.
2: He famously does everything for the grams, but
0: he's never on the grams, so. I actually posted some videos on the grams the other day. I saw those. Wow. See, I'm like down with the young folk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not. All I post in there is whiskey.
0: I don't even have proper whiskey to drink tonight. I have gentlemen. I suppose there. it does come out of a barrel. How's the how's the <sighs> banana? I'm keeping this clean, so I won't share that with you today, Cornel. Okay. we well, well, didn't
1: even get the barrel one. Good man. I did no, get I the, like barrel the barrel one. I like sure. that a lot. I'm disappointed. I got no re- no feedback. That's yeah, a that's from, from Terek. That's
2: a that's a pretty uh, a large caliber barrel. <laughs> um, I don't think that we'll measure that in in point somethings of an inch. I have some more tonight. Which oh, uh, nice. I really like. So that's really nice. Surname Surname will
0: absolutely uh, approve. Oh, he likes that, doesn't he? Uh, my Glen Kerns were all uh, in the wash. So I thought, I'm not going to pour decent whiskey in a rocks glass. So I pour Gentleman Jack and I'll have some banana syrup. Now I'm going to feel like I'm drinking waffle. <laughs> There's like a, the dessert wine of the whiskey world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uncle is going to listen to that and he's going to go see i told you guys this is why i don't like bourbon but Uncle's wrong
0: so don't listen to this, it this isn't bourbon it's tennessee whiskey tell me this i'm is, wrong
2: this is my it is bourbon by a fancy name with some charcoal filtering. is
0: it bourbon no it does not meet the legal definition of bourbon it does no it doesn't yes it does the charcoal filtering makes it not bourbon, doesn't it? Nope. There's something in it that makes it not bourbon. No, 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 no.
2: The charcoal filtering is what makes all the other things not Tennessee whiskey. I'm, I'm being serious. That's the that's how they got something to be unique to their uh state was by adding charcoal filtering. Anyway. Welcome to the Whiskey Show is now over, and we will be heading into... <laughs> uh, you want to tell us what we're talking about tonight, T-Bake? I can see that we're all kind of like tired and just...
0: <laughs> Focused, like led So on Monday, we... The, the Welcome to the Gun Show crew got together and... Um, participated in Mr. Steve Anderson's one day live fire course. I don't know what it's called. Gaz, what's it called? I think that uh, is what it's called. I think it's what it's called. Yeah. It's a one day class. We need to chat to Mr. Anderson's marketing team. But uh, we did uh, Steve's one day range course. Um, Corn's done the two day. Gaz has done everything Steve offers really. Multiple two um, days. I, uh, this is my first live fire experience with Steve. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I think it was a it was a really really positive experience. So we thought we would chat to you a little bit about it. And this is not marketing, except for next year when he comes back. Um, and for the record, Steve isn't paying us for this, um, and he's still wrong about health angle.
2: Not not only is he not paying us for this, we had to pay to go on the course.
0: So this is definitely <laughs> not advertising. Yeah. This is like the opposite of advertising. Mm. But uh yeah, uh, really, really good course. Um jam-packed. I, I didn't realise quite how aggressively Steve teaches. Uh there were I mean the only real break is he had to go get COVID tested so he could fly. Um, but he just goes full tilt from when he gets there till, till the end of the day, uh, which is a respect. And I mean to keep that energy level up is is challenging as well. So uh, yeah, that was that was a, a surprise, not a negative surprise. I just, and, and I'm not saying that I was expecting him to slack off or anything. I was just quite surprised at just how high tempo uh, the day was. I was, for the TLDR version, by the end of the day, I was done. I could barely sort of mumble words. Uh, and not because I'd been drinking, because I was exhausted. Uh, Mentally and physically, um, which I'm not a clever man, so that's not too challenging. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good day. What did what did what did you do? I mean, Gaz is contractually contractually obliged to say good things about Steve. Um,
2: I am but, not, I am not I am not contractually obliged to say good things about anyone or anything, which is fantastic. Hey. Uh,
1: not even you guys now. <laughs> <laughs> there is no contract, so. What you meant to say was that there's nothing bad to say.
2: I didn't say that I would say bad things. I said, I'm not contractually obliged to not say bad things. So ah. if I'm not saying bad things. You know that I don't think bad things, or perhaps I'm keeping the show clean. One yeah, of those two things is definitely that true. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a couple of years since I did the two day course. I don't remember the two day course being as strenuous as the one day um and i think i mentioned that to you the other day where i said I, I think what's happening is in the one day he's covering some things in a little bit more of a sort of you know surface level where you you do a couple of these and now you've been shown how it works you go figure it out we're moving on and then the other stuff because the he's trying to cover basically everything he does in a two day course basically in a one day um there isn't really time for breaks between activities. And there isn't really time to, he's being very efficient in his use of time per shooter, which means you can't stand around for, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes while he teaches a shooter to do lightning fast transitions. That's not happening in the one day class. You're getting, you know, you're getting a couple of reps it's a, it's a minute or two's worth of stuff for you. And then he moves on to the next shoot and he looks at what they do. It's not all you get. He obviously comes back to you, but he's not dedicating a block of time to one shooter and then a block of time to the other shooter. Um, which I think makes this a little bit more tough on everyone because it's you know, go, go, go
0: the whole time. That's not a bad thing though. I think, I think to tie that into, was it last week's episode? Um, He's given you a a, a lot of material. I, I think in the one, this is from from sort of observing the one-day format and and from some assumption of the two-day format. Um, he's given you a lot of material to go work on in your own time. Um, so in one, the one-day, the one-day course, you're kind of doing one and a half days worth of training, sort of pushed up hard, um, and and you're getting a you're getting a, a a good sort of training regime to take forward with you to go work, um, just kind of the perception I got, got from it. Um, also just, and I'm not contradicting Korn, but, but don't get the impression that there wasn't um, sort of hands-on or, 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 or one-on-one interaction because every student got, uh, it, it wasn't training in that sort of, you know, it, and I, I use that term in sort of a, a, a negative sense where you have an instructor standing at the end of the line going okay now we're going to do this okay now we're going to do this and and you can do whatever you want you know he he's given the instruction whether you follow it or not is is up to you Every, everyone got um sort of individualized work on this try this do this uh he he also did a really good job of of kind of pushing different different levels of students because the skill levels we had in the, in 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 the class were we very disparate. We, we had guys who were obviously very like serious beginners or well, not, not like never shot before beginners, but we had some guys in the class who were, who were definitely beginners in, in, in sort of practical shooting. Um, and then we had Gaz on the other end of the extreme. Um, so, uh, and he did a very good job of, of kind of pushing different levels of shooters to different, um, to kind of, Learn lessons that were applicable to them. So, so the, the the dude who needed to focus a little bit more on the fundamentals, he was he, he wasn't getting him to outrunning headlights. And by the same token, the the better shooter wasn't getting a chance to to coast and 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 feel good.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't mean that people. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean that people weren't getting individual attention. They were getting you know, two or three minutes of his attention. Then he'd move on to the next person, and he would come back to you. Where what I ah. remember in the two-day format was, mm. this is, like I said, years ago, so he may have changed it up now, but it was bigger blocks of time dedicated to each shooter in a block mm. as opposed to coming back to you three or four times after he's been up and down the line. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're getting any less value from it, not, not even slightly.
0: And uh, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to imply that you were, I just didn't want anyone to get the impression that you were saying that it wasn't. Uh, sweet. People sometimes hear things that aren't said. Yes. So th- this was the first time that I've
1: done one of Steve's one-day classes. Um, and the pace in the day, like the guys have said already, was a little bit higher than normal. But out of the two-day classes that I've done, I've done one of his sort of his standard two-day class, and then I did his advanced one last year. And there's definitely no lackadaisiness when it comes to those two-day classes. By the end of day one, you are finished. By the end of day 2 you definitely finished. So the, there's still that high pace. The difference is that on the two day course, you can spend a little bit more time with you, maybe tailoring things a bit better and really, really getting those thresholds that he wants out of you. Um, but on the one day course, which what was really, really interesting was his ability to basically adjust himself to the shooter that he was working with on the line. And from what I saw throughout the entire day, from the the fairly large pool of, skills that we had in the class not one shooter or or one drill was left behind where a shooter didn't have some sort of success in it and steve had a a very uh, phenomenal way of applying that to each shooter so that there wasn't a drill that a shooter was left out of everyone left that drill with some sort of success and
0: that that allows them to learn those lessons moving forward and we saw some massive improvements uh huge games students make make Dramatic
2: gains during the day. Just um, on the tailoring things to the individual students, um, just as an example, he had you, Gaz, and uh, Wesley doing three targets where the rest of the class are doing two targets on some of the drills to try and equalize some of the uh, the skills and the, uh, the experience you were gaining. But what he also did was for some of it where he knew the shooter could make more progress. They got a little bit more attention in that particular drill. Mm. Um, I'm thinking about, for instance, when, when guys were being asked to shoot the popper twice as quickly as they could. Mm. Um, I don't think he asked you or Gaz to do it. Um, He he asked me to do it. I hit the popper twice and he was like, please step off the line. You don't need to be here. (laughs) And for some other guys, he spent a little bit of time there getting them to, to understand of what their sites are doing in order to hit the steel twice as, as rapidly as they possibly could. Um, very well tailored to the individual student, despite the fact that the level of experience was so different in that class. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing being able to teach, teach something in the same class that he's teaching someone something that isn't struggling to make hits, but someone who who needs to concentrate more on trying to hit alphas at the moment. And in the same class is getting you to go significantly faster. Um, it it's impressive.
0: Yeah, I know it was uh you know, it's as 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 a as a trainer, whenever I go on a course, I look at two things. I obviously look at the course itself because that's kind of what I'm there for. And uh, I like to watch um instructors do their business. That's a terrible way of of phrasing it. Steve will love that. Um, I love watching instructors sort of uh, uh you know perform their craft. Um and and I've I've seen some who were I've seen some instructors who were flat out terrible. Um I've seen some who were, were very sort of workmanlike with this is the material, this is the and you'd be surprised at some of the names that were a bit sort of this is the material, this is how we're gonna do it. Um, and I've seen some who are, are really good teachers who, who uh, make, the, make the material come alive. Um, and Steve, Steve is a teacher. He's definitely more of a teacher than he is an instructor. Um, I sound like a fanboy, but uh, it, it, there was a definite... Um, he's got a definite sort of flair for for education and, and adult education, not just of the material. Um, and I mean, on the if you're going there to learn a huge amount of technical skills, it's not the right place to go. Um, if you're going there to learn a huge amount, though, you'll learn substantial you'll learn substantial amounts, but he's not going to tell you how to hold the gun and, and how to line up the sights. Uh,
1: so,
2: curiously, I think he will, he would just really, really prefer not to. Yeah. Because I mean, it's not an efficient use of his time. Um, and it's not really an efficient use mm-hmm. of your time to go to a course like yeah. this uh, to go and learn that that kind of stuff. You're better off doing a, a fundamentals class with some of the excellent instructors we have locally. And then perhaps doing something like uh, T has a, a pistol draw press that sort of pushes you for some things more related to sport. And then Albert has some, some sports specific training that you could do. Um, you're better off starting with those. So plan next year when Steve comes out that you uh, you're able to be in this class, but do some, some prep work leading up to that. If you aren't at a level where if you need to be taught how to hold the gun and how to line up the sights, um you have work to do before you join this class and you have time to do that work because it'll only be out there again next year?
0: I think if you can, I mean, obviously there's there's various ways we consider define it. I think if you can safely draw the gun from the holster and you can hit a an A zone on demand at 10 or 15 meters with no time limit, uh, I think you're, you're going to get more benefit out of the course than if you've got, um, which is to say if, if you're going to do the course next year and I believe Steve is coming out next year and uh, I'll, I'll be there again. Um, but now's a, and if you're interested in doing it, now's a really good time to sort of work on those, on, on making sure that you've got that out the way so that you're not, um, so that you're able to, to take more in kind of like, don't go do a course on driving around a racetrack while you're still trying to understand clutch control. Um, yeah, you, you, you'll get something out of it, but if if you're not having to worry about how you change gears, um, you you can focus more on the material. And it is a it pains me to use the, the term, but it is a an advanced course. Um, and I say that not because of advanced, special, super death grandmaster techniques, um, but because it's it's pretty cerebral, um, and you're gonna you're gonna need to engage your brain to to get. The most out of it, I think. That's why, the, my screen. that's
1: why the range... Yeah, I think he's just had to mute. I think that's why the range was so smoky by us on uh, Monday. <laughs> but with I the think one of the things to note with the, the whole process is we've seen... Previously, we've seen a lot of instruction from people, and we've discussed it before where you're getting direct instruction. This is the way I do it. This is the way I want you to do it. This is the only way that you can or should do it. And what we're seeing now is we're seeing a lot of guys like Steve and Terek and those sort of guys coming out of the woodwork and they they have a, an ability and an understanding in terms of teaching, which gives them the opportunity to coach shooters in improvement, which is the right word is that it's going to be far more beneficial for the shooters who participate in these courses um, because you're not getting told what to do. You're being guided in that direction so that, You have an understanding for why and you actually get a a proper feeling for how um, without having to dive into technique um, in a lot of things that we do. So I think what happens is like with Steve's stuff, he doesn't dive a lot into technique that we're doing things, but he does say to you, "Okay, we're going to do this now. And he gives you sort of an outcome that he wants you to achieve. And by that, he basically bypasses technique and you get to achieve the same thing without having to spend, I don't know huge amounts of repetitions to try and get to that game where he's basically, he's not teaching you a shortcut, but he's teaching you an aggressive way of getting to that end result without having to play around like a lot of shooters and competitors have in the past. One thing I will say, and we didn't really have it in this class,
2: but I had it in the, the two day uh, when I attended that. Um, I do things in a, in a slightly unconventional way in the way that I hold pistols um because is that what you're talking about yes because my 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 one arm is not what it used to be um and steve was concerned about the way i did that stuff back then and what he did was why are you doing it like that you should be doing it like this and i said no i really can't do it like that he said cool here's the standard and i can't remember what he made me do but he's like here's the standard if you can do this i will leave you alone if you can't do this we're going to work on a quick better way to, to do this, um, to, to improve. And I did the thing and he was like, no problem. You can do it like that. That is exactly what you need. Um, so he's not going to let you do things that are absolutely sloppy. Um, he will, he will question you if you're doing something that looks really weird to him, but if you can get the result that he expects from you as an individual shooter, uh, he's not going to mess with what, what's already there and, and what you, you know, and understand to do which is a really great thing. Um, Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's really good to be guided away from what you've always been doing because perhaps it's not optimal, but uh, other times, you know, sometimes you have to do things in particular ways and you don't want every instructor to like hammer on about what the hell are you doing?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is like you, like Fabian was, was on Steve's course during the week as well. and, And, and Fabian is, is a six time national champion. Um, he's a hell of a shooter. Uh, for him to try, even if his, as a silly example, and I don't think it is, but even if his grip is not theoretically the optimal grip, um, it doesn't make sense for him to try and change that now. Uh, because exactly. he's, you know, it's it's, it's the Eric Grafell thing where Eric Grafell grips a, a pistol differently to how he teaches you to grip a pistol. And he grips a pistol in a way that is biomechanically less efficient. And, um, and yet no one can beat him because he's the greatest practical shooter in the world of all time. So for him to now try and learn a new grip, you end up with a Tiger Woods situation, not, not where you're, you're having sex with strange women or crashing your car, but where you're not shooting particularly, or you're not golfing particularly well. Um, it's very hard for me to keep this clean. Uh, <laughs> but uh <laughs> You know that and, and that's the thing, to, to turn around to Gaz and go, Gaz, this part of your grip doesn't make sense, or to Fabian or someone like that and go, You must, you miss and you get the guys. No, no, you must you must tweak slightly how you apply pressure here. Um, I think Gaz might remember the instructor we did a course like that with, who was desperately trying to change grips. And it's like, uh the 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 gun's not moving. The the grip is not the biggest concern here. How about we worry no 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 you 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 have to grip it with this very particular um and that wasn't that's not the Steve experience. I think I think literally if you if you could hold the pistol in one hand and shove it between your legs and give him a 0. 0.65 or even better 0. 0.69 draw to first shot um and give him the results he wants and and call your shots, he wouldn't care. Yep, um, he really doesn't care. As long as
2: you can get the result, he you you do you as long as it's safe. Um, just so things that I noticed that were missing from this class. Uh, and I, I, and I say missing in a, in a good way, because it is a one day versus a two day class. He hasn't done the two, two day, but it, it might give us some talking points. This class started with dry fire, but okay. it was a, is it did? No, it started with a sample stage. Sorry. It started with a sample stage and then the class started with dry fire.
0: Um,
2: <clears throat> we shot the sample stage and then the teaching started with dry that,
0: fire. That, no, no, no. He started teaching us on the sample stage. You, you're trying to stretch here, Sam. You're fine, trying to stretch. Here. Fine.
2: We, we had a block of <laughs> dry fire before we went into live fire training. Um, the two day had a lot of dry fire. I seem to recall like a three hour block on day one and like an hour block on day two, something like to that effect. It's been a couple of years. Um, So that's been scaled back for obvious reasons. There just isn't time to do that. Um, The other items and gas, you you might have a better idea because you've done more of these than I have. Uh, The transition drills weren't in this class Um, and neither was the the, shoot a couple of targets move across a distance shoot a couple of targets who can do the the shortest interval possible between the last shot on that side and the first shot on the side
1: yeah that's and right. that is the that is the only things that I I can think of that were different yeah though that, that, that was different and then the other thing that was different was the last draw that we did for the day had grown exponentially compared so, to when I did it the first time he was here so we had done that draw yes. But it's grown. It's, it's, it's uh, really it's presented much differently now though.
2: Um, so see that last drill that, that we did used to only be a box on the ground, sort of similar to the, to the barricades they had up there. Um, but there was no starting cones. So you didn't start a distance away, need to cover ground. Then you have a shooting. Mm-hmm. So you, you just started in the shooting zone and you could shoot the whole way. There wasn't vision barriers. So you could see the targets the the entire way, and uh, when we did it, it wasn't presented with uh, with partials. It wasn't presented with steel, and but it was uh, only alphas to count. So the the center of the available target area is also
1: new for that role to me. Uh, so I think that the that that original that we one that we did in 2019 when I actually get my English to line up in a row. Um, yeah exactly that one i think the original one that we did in 2019 is in one of steve's books i can't recall which one it is but i think it may be get to work uh that one's called counting alphas that
0: original one that we did i don't understand the titles you're using for steve's books though they have the titles are steve anderson's first sorry his third book his third Anderson's second book and his thirdest book his thirdest book thank you the thirdest book he ever wrote yes but he's now he's now writing the fourth book. So like, no, he's in his fifth book. The fourth, fourth the fourth the four, no, the fourth book is um shoot all the targets, do everything else really fast, or something. It's quite a short book. Hmm. I think it's got two chapters in it. I haven't seen it.
1: He's in his fifthest book now. So M- moving along swiftly now. because okay, I yeah, I, goes, I missed, I missed, I missed an
2: entire book, so we shouldn't talk about that because <laughs> so, I'm gonna look so, bad. So, so you can't buy the book. Is this the one that's behind the paywall on his website?
0: No, no. It's literally, it's. it's he, he's joked before that his fourth book is um, shoot all the targets, uh, do everything else really fast or something like that. That's his fourth book. Ah. But it's literally two lines. So the
2: fifth book is then the one that's hidden behind the paywall on the site and that's the only place you can get it. Okay, cool. Got it. Get it, got it, good get a got a good um, t bag what was the most interesting thing that you uh learned throughout the day um i know it might be difficult to to decide that because there
0: was a lot yeah I, I, there, there were a couple of sort of standouts i think the uh i think his sample the, the sort of infamous sample stage is very clever uh yep. I, I i know it sucked me into doing things that i don't do very often um it's a, it, for a what's it an uh, 18 round stage or something um uh, yep. i think it's 24 rounds sorry um yeah. that's how well i visualize steve i can still picture the stage uh <laughs> <laughs> I ain't strat members at that stage.
2: Um, so I knew you were wrong when you said 18, because it's like, why did I do another reload?
0: Because <laughs> you filled in. Uh, <laughs>
1: and
0: why but, did I do uh, another, another reload? Right? <laughs> another, another reload. But I thought that that was actually, that was a really clever use of, of a bay and a, and a clever use of, um, of a variety of targets to get you to do, it's quite a good sort of test of a variety of IPSC skills. Um, you know, like the classic one is sort of El Prix covers a whole lot of, of USPSA skills, but, but we shoot IPSC, which is better. Um, and I think the the sample stage um, does does a, quite a good job of of a little bit of of every aspect of the sport or, or most aspects of the sport. Um, so I really like that. Um, the 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 shot calling drill with the um with the shot up targets was art um it was spectacular uh i would have i would have paid very good money to spend the whole day doing that um i think the the benefit of that is is massive um and i think the 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 sort of experiential learning um in that is is just it's hard to quantify uh the, the, the amount of sort of um sort of self-discovery um now I sound like a, a episode of Teen Vogue um in the in, in, in the various and, and he he did quite a clever variety of sort of sample stages and that with that um was was fantastic I think uh it was a hell of a lot to be done doing that um and then the shooting on the move stuff, uh, I like shooting on the move. Um, it reminded me how much I like shooting on the move. And it reminded me how much shooting on the move can, can bring to the party. Um, but my favorite, absolute favorite part of the entire day was the drill where I beat gas. <laughs> I mean, Predictable would that not have been your favorite part of the day? Yes.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, you should like, own those things. Like, uh,
2: Kind of predictable that that was going to be your favorite one. I was waiting with all this other stuff, like when is he going to
0: get to the one that I think he's actually going to be? <laughs> I mean, that's jokes be- aside. I, I did the maths on that. And if. It, if I were to, if you were to say to me, sort of best case scenario, what can you run on, on that particular target array? That was it. Um, that was like, if, if I was trying to work out the most optimistic hit factor on a stage before I shot it, um, that, that would be the, the most optimistic hit factor on a stage. Uh, so you did, you did nine rounds with a draw and a
2: forced not fun target order in 306? Which is, I mean, if you work up the hit factor on that. Um, I don't know if you shot all alphas for the do guys not. who who do don't know. Um, it was if you shoot a delta, your run doesn't count. If you shoot a mic, your run doesn't count. Um, you probably shot all alphas, T. I'm just saying uh, I don't I don't
0: no, know they, they, if you shot were, all alphas. We're a but, couple of close Charlie's. Um, I mean, if you work up I mean, the hit factor on that, I mean in a match I would have taken that more more than happily uh, so yeah I think that was a and that was that was very much the result of of that short shot calling um stuff he had us doing uh, because it's one thing calling the shot but but sort of uh, there being a consequence for not and and how no matter how small the consequences and, and matter that it's just ego um the fact that there was a consequence for not calling the shot uh kind of I think put it into a a far more useful perspective um than just going, you know, let's let's try and call the shot. And and that sounds silly because obviously there's benefits to calling the shot in a stage. Um, but but the fact that you you don't get it and it, this is not we're not gonna give any trade secrets away, but this is something Steve mentions on his podcast all the time. If you don't call your shots correct, if you call, don't call your shots reasonably accurately, and and it's not it's not calling your shots with with sort of um, geometric precision, it's, it's reasonably accurately well enough for it to be happy in a match. Um, you don't get your time. So you could run that drill in 1.2 seconds and never know, because if you you didn't call your shot and you didn't fill in. Um, a delta, or a, I can't remember if it was far You know, it was a delta, um, or, or obviously a mic. You didn't get your time, um, and we saw a lot of guys get get sucked into that trap of of I must go fast, um, as opposed to I must shoot as many points per second as I can.
1: Yep, I think one of the nicest things with that sort of that setting and the way that he teaches it to everybody is that what he does with it is it, it draws you into what really matters in the sport, what goes onto your, your score sheet. And he pulls everyone away from this constant trap that everyone gets sucked into, which is speed. Hmm. Or it, it's either going to teach you a very harsh lesson if you make a mistake when you're doing the drills, which is fine. That's how you're going to learn. Or it, it makes you realize that, hang on, if I just do this correctly and I apply what he's trying to teach me, then I'm fast enough and I can, I can have... I can have without having to think about both things. I can have what I want. Yep. Get the best of both worlds. He, he does a
2: fantastic job of distilling the sport down into and he he has said this on the show before, a singular focus. Hmm. That's all you need to do. You need to you need to know if it was acceptable and if it wasn't, you need to correct it. That is literally the fastest that you could possibly do it. That doesn't mean you're going to win the match because someone else might be able to do that same thing in less time, but you can, you can only do that in whatever amount of time you have prepared to do that in. And if you want to go, if you want to be better, you're going to have to put in more time. Um, going fast on the day is not really going to, going to aid you. So
0: no, I, it's an interesting I, way. I, I, I think I think that's a big part of it I think one of the, one of the big benefits of the course is that you you get and this was my my goal for the course so, so maybe this is why I, I kind of noticed it more but you, you get things that will help you have the best possible access to whatever skills you have um, so that's not to say that you're gonna all of a sudden as you say you're not gonna all of a sudden win the match if if you were a 50% shooter because you've done this stuff. But if you you you're a sometimes 50% shooter, sometimes 70% shooter, sometimes 40% shooter, sometimes 70% shooter, um he, he's he's you you're gonna at least be able to access that 70% on demand. Um and, and I'm probably not using the best example because we're talking about results and I'm not talking about a focus on results, but It's the ability to tap into what you can do. So (laughs) you may have a one second draw. um, And as we've discussed before, that doesn't mean that one draw in 10 is, is, is a one second draw, which for a lot of people, that's what they think it means. Um, What I think he does do is if you've got that one second draw, it gives you tools that you can make that your default Um, and you can improve it from there as well. uh, But that you can tap into that, that, that that skill that you're capable of on demand as opposed to sometimes when things go well and sometimes um, the wheels fall off. I will say on the, um,
2: if you've done this, you're not going to all of a sudden win the match. That That is absolutely true. And I, I did also say that a moment ago. I do think that a 40% shooter who is shooting 40% because they get baited into going fast is going to see a significant improvement right. in their in, in their stage performance and as a result, their match performance. And with that said, um, guys who are shooting too slowly, so over confirmation or waiting for stuff to fall down or uh, not wanting to move at quite the speed they can when they're not shooting, I think they will also get a benefit after having done this. I think they would get more benefit having done the two-day class than the one-day class. Both will improve, but if you're the kind of shooter who who regularly gets baited into squeezing the trigger rather than caring about where the rounds go, um, this is going to be an absolute game changer for you. It's going to f- fix
0: a lot of your concerns with, with shooting the game. I, I think sort of the a better analogy or, or, a better example of what I was trying to say earlier is, um, let, let's, let's look at next week's level four and I'm not focusing on results. I'm using the, them as an example in every division, there are four people who could win it, uh, in any of the divisions. There's, there's, there might be three, there might be five, but on in any of the divisions, there are, there are four guys, at least four people who are, um, skill wise capable of winning the match, uh, in their division. Um, the person who's gonna win it is the person who accesses those skills the best, uh, and and who accesses those skills the most consistently. Um, and I think that's a that's a big tool that um, the course gives you. <laughs> Whether you use it or not is 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 another thing. Um, you know, it's like the mental management stuff and that. It, it's fantastic. Um, it also doesn't help that you do the mental management course. You learn all these skills and then walk off your first stage and someone says, how did it go? And you go, I shot two mics. That's and getting next stage. Yeah. And then you and spend the-, the rest of the weekend. And you've all heard this and you've probably all done this because I know I've done it. You then spend the, the whole weekend kind of, it gets almost into competition with, how's your match going? Well, I've had seven mics. Ah, seven mics. Ha, ha, ha. I've had 11 mics. ha, 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 ha. Um,
2: so, so the I, paramedics I, on the side Are looking at you guys shaking their heads Going we can't keep on Transporting mics to the hospital
1: Please <laughs> <They laughs> stop this."
2: <us." laughs>
0: oh
1: no cool. That was impressive dude I'll give you no. a thumbs up for that one <laughs> no, That <laughs> was like a granddad joke It was impressive
0: I liked it yeah. Good job. Grand, Granddad <laughs> jokes
2: are like the granddaddy Of dad jokes Which is great <laughs>
0: Um, but Josh, yeah, so I, th- I think that's that's a big part of it. I think this is almost sort of a, a physical component of that. That if you if you do the stuff, um, you'll get the best result you are capable of, uh, and that's that's all any of us can really hope for. Um, so that's not to say you're going to go to the match. You've done three days on the range of Steve Anderson. You're a, you know you're a C class shooter, and you're going to crush. Gaz or, or Ian in classic or, or Thomas in production or whoever. Um, but what it, it it does mean is you, you're going to, you're going to have, you're going to have the ability to, to beat people of, of, of your skill level um, because we've all been beaten by people who, who probably have less skill than us, but who kept everything together better and, um, and you might just be the guy who who beats people or the girl who beats people with more skill than them because you're the guy or girl or Apache helicopter who managed to keep everything together.
2: So I will say that there was, and bearing in mind that the, the last time I, I trained with Steve in person, he hadn't done the mental management certification yet. Um, last time he... There was a focus on some of the mental stuff, but this time he was, he had it better defined. And I think even the people who have not been through mental management got some glimpses into how that process works. And I'm thinking specifically the talks we got between running the sample stage the first time and running the sample stage the second time and and him explaining some, some things related to that um still do mental management this is not a mental management course um you need the mental management components but there is definitely he is bringing the mental management stuff into a to a to a degree into these classes now which i think is is great um specifically to stop people telling themselves that this was poor or that was poor or this is bad um
0: That's, and I think, so
1: South yeah, Africans, I
0: think sorry Karen.
1: Uh, I think that one of the most important components that he sort of teaches you is we find that a lot of instructors will say, if you do it this way, uh, you can expect the sort of results and those are the gains that you can expect to get. What he does for you is he basically teaches you how to apply yourself and then basically what your outcome of that is the very best version of yourself on that day. So that's one thing that he teaches you that I haven't seen anyone who has been able to teach that as efficiently yet?
2: I can say no one else has even really attempted to do that with me. Um, I mean, I've been pushed to be better. 100%. But I haven't ever had anyone else who is um, sure, quite that. What you're capable adam- of. of. Yes. I mean, T's pushed me in courses. Don't, don't get me wrong. He's yeah. pushed me well beyond what I, I would have been able to do before the classes. But the, the push was, and T, this is not like any negative. The push was to get me to be uh, technically
0: superior to what I was.
1: Yeah, uh, that's which my is, thing.
0: Which is my, great. My, that's, my, my thing is is technical skill. Um, I try and stay in my lane. Where Steve's one is technical skill. Don't get me wrong.
2: But also the, uh, the technical skill that T has taught me Steve's allowing me to access that stuff um, more consistently, and even when I'm having issues with, uh, you know, confidence in in what I'm able to do because I haven't been shooting, um, which is interesting.
0: It's it's different. I think one of the things is, and and it's very much a South African thing as well. Um, we, we we don't. We don't do a lot of positive self talk. Um, and we don't do a lot of positive, um, don't do a lot of positive talk, really. So, and, and you saw it on the course. People would do something, Steve would go, good job. And they'd go, oh, I bet, bet this. And he's like, dude, just now you couldn't hit the target. Now you're bitching about a Charlie sort of thing. Um, so I think that is one of the challenges that. That, that we face um, sort of culturally, I think there's very much a South African thing of uh, kind of every, every, every silver lining has a cloud. Um, and, and the thing to bear in mind with Steve and the, the, the first description I heard of him, and I still think it's the best one is he's part uh, Baptist preacher and past part stand-up comedian. Um, Steve is like insanely positive as an instructor. Um, and, and he, he's, very, very good at at, and I think that's a big part of his magic as well, is you walk out of there having got better results, I think partially because there's been less negative thought, um, more than anything else. So you walk out of there with a more sort of positive approach to what you you you've done and what you've been doing, because you you've done things and instead of going, well, on this shooting on the move drill lie, I dropped a Charlie there, and that doesn't count. Um, you're going well. Look at those twenty-three alphas, sort of thing. Um, and it's a silly little thing, but and and it's something that you can talk about. It's something you can hear on podcasts. It's something you can read in books, or, or, or on the internet if that's where you want to read it. Um, I'm showing my age, um, but it, he has a really good way of sort of making it a, a, a physical thing. Um, making it a, a reality in front of you. Absolutely. But, but it's not all positive. There are some serious negatives with Steve Anderson. One, don't listen to him when it comes to the whole angle. And two, he's wrong. Iron Maiden are substantially superior to Van Halen. That is fact. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: skipping over that topic entirely. <laughs> it's fact. I'm not getting involved here. I'm I'm not getting in the middle of this. This <laughs> this tussles between the two of you and I. I will not be sucked into it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A gun um, to your head. What would you play? Uh, no, not country. Music. Gun to
2: my head. Luke oh. Combs
0: I said not country music. Those are your two options. Maiden my, Van Halen. My two options are not country music. <laughs> yes. Uh. For to our listeners, Kournay likes both kinds of music, country and western. Um, yes. I, <laughs> I, I, gun to
2: my head, you'd probably need to shoot me because I don't know which one I would choose. Not because and I good. won't listen to them. I, I enjoy both. I just don't know which one I
0: would choose. That, that is the end of Welcome to the Gun Show. It's It's been a fun year and a half. No,
2: no, no. The the end of the Welcome to the Gun Show was when you claimed that uh, Miley was better than so. That's
0: Also <laughs> factual. So. Don't, don't, don't. The corn like Steve, is wrong about music. Um, he's right about many things. He's a wonderful human being. I'm sure he's a deli- delicate and sensitive lover. But when it comes to music, he's he's just wrong.
2: He's a wonderful, you sound like Steve. <laughs> For those of you who have not listened to the latest episode of uh, that shooting show, which I believe has just dropped.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I'm not even sure if, if the uh, comments are still in there. But Steve said that I am the most pleasant South African to be around. To which my 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 dear friends both had their jaws hit the floor <laughs> so hard that you can probably hear the tremors on the recording. <laughs> that show.
0: Actually, I'd like to retract the previous statement, Steve. This thing Steve is second most wrong about is Iron Maiden. And Van Halen and Holst the thing he is most wrong about is Cornet being pleasant. <laughs> maybe, there a, maybe there was a maybe there was a translation thing there that we lost.
2: Perhaps. <laughs> we and I'll see. Maybe he meant something completely different to what I heard. <laughs> Have you said peasant? No because I know he doesn't believe that. <laughs> um, so something I want to talk about briefly is the gains everyone had um, in, as an example, the, uh, the draw and fire one round um, and, and the how rapidly he was able to get massive performance improvements out of people. Um, I think everyone in the class was below a one second draw to to first yeah, in yeah. two minutes or less for the people who, who weren't already there. So he took people who, as we said earlier, were, were, were quite new to this whole sport shooting thing, which means they've done draws and they've shot guns, but they've not done lots of draws and things on the clock um, or, or, or where the clock really, really mattered. And I think everyone was below one second draw in said two minutes. Like rapidly,
1: yeah, uh, definitely under five minutes. Definitely under five minutes.
2: Um, and it's it's quite amazing. He he didn't really make adjustments to what people were doing. Um, which is, I think this is one of those those that that preacher moments where you wanted to be below that threshold, just based on the fact that Steve was standing behind you, going, "I know you can do." that 0.65, I I know you can do this. And you're looking at the time, you're like, my last was a 0.8, what do you mean I can do a 0.65? And then people hit stuff that's, you know. And if you're like T, when you go, if I could do a 0.7, I'll be happy. And then you do a 0.69 and you're like, (laughs) I just got what I wanted, but I'm like, now, (laughs) now I want more.
0: I got to say, I, I think I said it to, to you guys both on Monday. When we, when we did the, the sample stage and a couple of drills where you've got Steve sort of breathing down your neck, um, I've shot some pretty big matches around the world. Not well, but I've shot some pretty big matches around the world. I've never felt so much pressure as I did then.
2: <laughs> if you can do good work with Steve watching you, you can do good work, period. Um, because it does add. And I don't want to scare people away from doing the training okay it's it's not it's not intimidating but it does add a degree of pressure that you don't normally see when you go to the range to go do some practice right and it's it's
0: more than you normally than i normally see in in matches um i mean it's probably also worse for you and i cuz we have big mouths yes well i mean you have a big mouth i'm i'm a delicate flower <laughs> fact <laughs>
2: um but yeah, it, it, there, there is certainly some pressure of performing in front of him. Um, and something that I think you saw pretty quickly on Monday morning, um, is there isn't really any warming up or easing into show me what you can do. It's uh welcome. I am Steve Anderson. You are whatever he calls you on that day. And, uh, here's the sample stage. You've got five minutes and then we're, we're hot and you show me what you can actually do. Um, We had the same experience on day one uh, of, of the, the first course I did where it was exactly the same thing. You rocked up. You was like, are your mags loaded because you're about to run a stage. (laughs) And it's like, this time wasn't a surprise for me because I knew that was coming. But the first time was like, no, what we're doing. What? I'm here to be taught. What do you mean? I'm, sh- I'm shooting a stage? What the-
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that. I mean, that's clever. You know, it's it's because when we get to a match, we we have one of the very few sports where you can't warm up at a match by doing the sport. Um, it's uh, I can't remember where I first heard that description, but it, it, it's quite true that. In almost every other sport, if you're going to play soccer, you can you can kick a ball around for a bit. Or I sport is one of the few sports where you can't go and warm up before you do it. Um, you, you're going to arrive on the on the range and stage one. You're going to shoot a stage, and that stage counts, and it counts directly against the person who shot that stage. Is their fifth or sixth stage of the match where they're nicely warmed up and. Um, so, you know, the, the, the whole thing about practical shooting is it's on-demand skill. Um, so your first stage of, of the big match might be the 32-round stage with the four swingers. Um, and you may not get an opportunity to warm up for that.
2: Just on that, uh, because this is kind of interesting to me, and maybe guys wants to hop in here for a moment. Um, the guys who are in contention to win their division are probably in contention to win every stage as well, regardless of whether it's their first or their last stage, regardless of whether they've warmed up or not. Um, chances are that they're going to place really well in every single stage of the match, regardless of when they shot it, um, which is another reason to have the, the mental stuff down because I mean, I, I, I've really experienced this recently um, warming up for our sport isn't so much doing the thing that you need, right? You, you don't really need to be shooting to warm up for it. You just have to get your brain to believe that you can do this thing because the skill is there. Um, and that's often, for me at least, the hardest bit on the first stage of the day when you're cold, is the the trusting as opposed to the having the skill and
0: needing to, to demonstrate the skill before you go. I must say that um, I, I have shot one match where, we managed to. We basically shot two hundred rounds, um, hundred or two hundred rounds every day before we shot the match. Uh, it it oh, it helps. It, it makes a massive difference. Um,
2: it helps, but you could still arrive on the the first stage of the day and not perform as well as you would on the fifth stage of the day, even having done that. But if you've got the mental prep to go, you know, I got this. This is no problem. I do this all the time. I've got the skill to do every single thing the stage demands of me. And uh, I've got a, I've got the stage to a the plan to a subconscious level where I know it's just going to run an autopilot and do the things. You're going to get a very close first stage performance
0: that you would get to a first stage performance. Yeah. I mean, I really have a mental prep to wear pants, but <laughs> you wore pants on Monday. I did. I did, in fact, the whole day. In fact, the
1: whole so I day. don't know what. You... The whole day,
0: the whole day, like a grown up,
1: like a grown. Up. I think you're right, though, Corn. Like with the, if you if you're in contention to win the match, um, you are sort of in contention to win every stage, if that makes sense. But at the same time, if you're worrying about the stage that you've just finished or the stage that you're going to next you're not sort of in the in the right mode because now you're more worried about the outcome because of that contention bracket that you put yourself in i think one of the biggest mistakes most humans make in most areas or many areas of their lives is being focused about what's happened or what's going to happen instead of being where they are now yeah that, that there's that a lot makes. to be said for that in the moment thing right yeah
2: where you know yeah you got to do the thing, and uh, you have to be ready to do the thing as the first dude on the line. Which, got to say that that made a big difference for me when I stopped worrying about going first. Um, and I think I stopped worrying about going first because I went first so often at Vector, where you guys sort by first name. <laughs> it just stopped being a thing because you know that's like I'm going first no matter what anyway, um, and even if you're not doing that, um, the mental management side can definitely help you, um, not worry about that stuff.
0: Yeah. But I've, I've, I've had some of my best ever stage results on stages where I went first. Um, yep. Cause the plus side, you know, the, the downside is you don't get to see what everyone else does, but the plus side is you don't get to see what everyone else does. Um, and, and sometimes you're not entering the stage with a negative imprint from the shooter in front of you. I
1: mean, realistically, some of the hardest stages, or more, not hardest, but the more difficult performances that I've had have been when I haven't gone first, for example, and the guy just in front of me has popped a mic or a no shoot, and I've seen the hole in the no shoot. Yeah. And unfortunately, with the way that we biased and the way we look at things, that's not normal. And that image sticks into our head. Now you've got to play the complete opposite of what you've just seen. And now you're on the line. So you need to perform. Those have been for me in the past. Those have been some of the more difficult performances that I've had on stages. I have a solution for that.
2: If you spend a significant amount of time shooting, no shoots and training, it'll no longer be weird to you that there's a hole in no shoot and you'll be fine. Don't actually do that. This is not a verified or endorsed method of training.
0: I'm I'm shooting against you at, at the level four. So if you could spend the next week training that really hard, um, just just to prove the superiority of your technique, that'll be great. Thanks.
2: This is why I am not an instructor.
1: I'm not a teacher. <laughs> Remember one one of the one of the key factors that we we discuss in some of the classes is. It's almost less about what you make people think and more about what you make them picture. So when you're doing your final walkthrough on a stage and you see something that you don't like that a competitor did before you, that can create an image that you have to immediately correct. And if you don't, it might come back and bite you again. Absolutely. You recreate the picture you just saw. Yeah, which is...
0: great. It, it's really important to <laughs> avoid that walking onto the stage. Going, don't do X, um, because that is a guaranteed way to do X. If you go, don't shoot the no shoot, don't shoot the no shoot, don't shoot the no shoot. I can almost guarantee you, you're going to shoot the no shoot. Don't miss the steal. Don't do this. Don't. So, in fact, when when I when I go to matches and people are going on about, don't get DQ'd or um, it, like, stop that. Stop that that, that. that is a terrible
2: goal to go with a, to, to a match with. I mean, I've had some terrible goals to go to matches with, but I've never had a goal of not getting DQ'd um, because I've seen that backfire on dudes greatly where they either end up getting DQ'd because they're doing something silly because they're not thinking because they're so focused on the don't get DQ'd thing or they play the match so safe that it technically wasn't even worth showing up because you're so scared of doing
0: anything because you might get DQ'd. Um, yeah. Stop doing that. I mean, that's the, do any of you ever go to a match and even think about DQs? Nope. Cause I don't, I think, I think about being safe when I handle guns, yes. um, but that's a default position. I
2: was about to say, we've got to remember that we're not thinking about safe in the context of the sport mm. we're, we're safe and it's it's bolt in to the point where you won't do something during your walkthrough that you won't do with an actual gun in your hand your your brain just won't let you well i mean except
0: for point my finger gun at you actually I'd probably do that with a real gun as well um <laughs> i mean no, i would ne- i would never do that to you my dear friend uh, uh- <laughs> but yeah it's it's one of those things where where you get All that sort of negative talk and um, and 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 people, you know, guys walk off a stage and they yeah or walk onto stage and go yeah I can't shoot steel, you know. But dude, you've been shooting alphas on every piece of paper. You know your alpha count is spectacular. Yeah, I can't shoot steel, but your alpha count is spectacular. You can shoot no no no. And then what happens is, weirdly enough, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy they miss the steel. And I think sometimes they're kind of happy because they go, look, I told you, I can't shoot steel.
2: Have you ever seen the dude who, um, so so your steel example is perfect for this, but a little bit more extreme. The dude who goes, I can't shoot really tight partials. And then he's shooting steel at 20 meters, no problem but he hits every single no-shoot on targets in three meters for the whole day because he can't shoot partials. Because um, he's
0: so busy staring at the no-shoot. At the no-shoot. <laughs> There's one of those, if you look at, if, if if a car hits a tree or it hits a pole, look at how often it hits it smack bang in the middle of the, the, the front of the car. Um, I had a mate who did it once. He took a telephone pole. A, a light pole out the ground with his car it was an old audi eighty and he hit it so smack bang in the middle that he split the four rings uh, like straight in the middle um because you focus and people do that on no shoots they go oh don't shoot the no shoot don't shoot the no shoot don't shoot the no shoot till they're eventually staring at the no shoot um so yeah it's it's and and we take and and that's quite a simplistic example but but we take a huge amount of that sort of rubbish with us onto the stage where we're going don't do this don't do that um you know don't be slow don't 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 fumble this don't do this don't do this um instead of focusing on what we want to do uh and I think that's I mean I think that's kind of Steve's stuff in a nutshell he's just really good at at getting you to be able to to apply that um hopefully you're on demand with time exactly reminds- from
1: your side corn is there anything that sort of stood out for you on Monday
2: mm. difficult question
1: apart from I, getting to see our ugly faces pretty faces something pretty hearing. faces um
2: i think something that i really enjoyed the evolution of the final draw mm. um that whole, is the, the last time I did it, it was, we only count alphas and there was no sort of dead time in the shooting. Um, I think the distances were greater last time I did it, but it, no beyond that, it was, you know, it, it was a pretty simplistic drill. This one, it's not that interesting when it's shooting alphas, but the moment it turns into shoot center of available target area, because we'll still count that just don't hit the no shoots and don't shoot mics. Um, that's a pretty significant change. And I, I like the, we were not shooting on the clock, right? Cause th- there was no timer involved, but I really liked shooting against Eric in that environment. Um, the, it, it wasn't a race. It was a, a racking up score thing. But despite that, it was great looking over and you know, there's my friend and we're about to do the same thing. Um, I thought it was a I, race. I, no, no, no it, it was a race, <laughs> but it was a, it was a race to, to most points. It wasn't a race to, to in time, despite the fact that it turned into that. No, no, no that, that's exactly what I'm saying to it, it, It's because time didn't matter, right? If I took 50 seconds to run the same thing that you ran in three seconds, but I shot one more alpha, I would still have won. Um, I mean that's not how we did it, but that is the drill. I, I really like the evolution of that because it added movement, it added shooting on the move, it added some some target complexity with the uh no shoots, it added steel. the the steel it was quite interesting to me because we didn't have that last time. Um and then the really the the you are absolutely rewarded for shooting center of brown in this instance, um, was, was great because I think most of us have a, even though we know to shoot center of available target area, we have a bit of a natural resistance to that because you want to shoot alphas. Um, and this, there was no reward shooting alphas. No, it it counted one as long as it was, no, not a Delta and it wasn't in the uh, no shoot.
0: Yeah, I, I really and like I, that. On that, even a delta was acceptable. Yeah. Okay. Gone. Yes. I missed that. I mean, jokes aside, if if you think about it, on 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 hit factor scoring, even if you're shooting minor, one point for a delta is substantially better than minor's five points for an alpha for a Mike No shoot. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah if you think about it. A Mike No shoot is twenty five points. Twenty five points, yeah. Huh? I mean, away. Yeah. Sorry, guest. No, no. I was just going to say, even
1: if you have just if you pop one in the nose chute and you fix it, it's still one point's much better than minus ten. Yeah, yeah. I am going to say that we weren't allowed to fix it on this draw. Mm. Yes,
2: yeah, sure, sure. But in the match, yes.
0: But 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 for the purpose of the drill, that also. I mean, as much as I go steep trouble about that being communist thinking, um, it 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 makes good sense in the drill because. It it forces you to focus on, on making the shot properly the first time. Um, it also know,
2: because... stops dudes like me and you shooting three mags in the first string into the alpha and then shooting past the target for the rest of the drill where the shots are harder because you'd still win.
0: <laughs> I would never, ever, ever admit to doing something like that. You can't trade yes. a classic gun. Never, ever, ever. A <laughs> yeah. or something.
2: That's why I said three mags into the...
1: <laughs> no, the... The two mags lying on the floor after
0: the first string would be a bit suspicious. Oh, I no, no, no. That's that why you need friends ran. to kick them out the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to point out that the classic guns ran better than some of the plastic people poppers. Mm-hmm. Mine worked all day. I'm not saying yours, but there were other guns that didn't work as well as our classic guns. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, they
2: were Colts. I had I had two issues with mine, um, which went away the moment I lubed it. Yep. Strange that. Yeah, it's the that's the problem with cleaning guns, is uh all that sort of, you know, six months worth of, of excess lubricant that you built up before that now allows you to neglect things yeah. is no longer there as a buffer. So <laughs> I need to pull that it, up.
0: As it heats up and the little blobs of lube kind of like migrate from weird spots like oh i'm i'm sitting here between the sear and the sear spring, but it's warm enough that let me let me come lubricate later yep
2: you 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 need to have uh, a sort of you need to have months of built-up lube for it to truly be effective in my experience and the moment that you've cleaned them thoroughly that's no longer there so i i need to spend some some time lubricating and lubricating and lubricating
1: firearms before the uh, level four.
0: I have to clean mine next week. I think we're going to have to do it sooner. Oh, yeah, next week. Yeah. Oh, you're going to do that mag release as well. Yeah. What's okay. up with the mag release? I think the reason why some, sometimes the um, I'm having those mags not drop free is yeah. I don't think it's a mag thing. I think it's the... Yeah. So, the opposite side to where it hooks on the catch. I think sometimes when I'm pushing the mag release, it's going too far through and, and then it's it hooking up on the hook the mag. Yeah.
2: I've had that before. Um, I had to, um, on mine, replace the, the spring so that I couldn't force it quite that far through. So, it would go into coil bind before it it, it sort of pressed past and knocked the
0: mag up. You, you can also relieve the inside. Or in my case, I guess to relieve the inside because you can do that. But my gun already had that
2: done because I had done that before. <laughs> so you can only relieve it so much before it's no longer a mag. So.
0: Wow! Well, then the mags won't hook up. You just have to Ever. shoot it like cup and saucer. Like first, you will be
2: like like Mojo shoots uh, Sig mags and Glocks yes exactly (laughs)
0: oh man that was funny we've run out of practical um, material now we we probably have Uh,
2: that that was an an interesting after action report on Steve Anderson's training Um, we we went all over so
0: (laughs) which is part of the course for welcome to the gun show
2: exactly that is what you signed up for um, even if you didn't
0: realize it when you signed up And if you, if you don't like it, you can have your money back unless you're listening to this in the future when we've got Patreon, in which case you can't have your money back. But right now that we don't have Patreon, if you don't like it, you can have your money
2: back. Yeah. Um, do you make any final thoughts on the,
0: uh, on the Anderson training? Uh, it was a really positive experience. Um, I'm very glad I did it. I mm-hmm. will definitely do more training with it with Steve. And I would suggest people who are interested in improving the game and, and not just competitive shooters there's definitely defensive um, benefit as well uh, but but I really I, I, I must recommend the course uh, in fact I give it five out of seven a perfect score
2: the internet will understand that reference and if they don't they will go and look it up
0: if you don't understand that reference you're too old to listen to this show
2: or too young <laughs> Like there's a there's a there's a there's a very specific age sort of section segment that that understands
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> but my millennials and Zoomers at work will understand it. Yeah, I'm, as I'm like I. on the yeah. I'm unlike on the upper edge of the of the age bracket for that particular reference. Exactly. Gaz is looking but, at us like we made out of cheese.
2: Yeah, Gaz doesn't understand that reference. <laughs> Mr. Ravens, final
1: thoughts. Yes. Uh, from my side, I think it was just a treat to have Steve back in South Africa. Uh, that's the third time that he's been here. He's looking at coming out again next year. So when he's here again, definitely jump onto his courses. In the meantime, if you want to get a more in-depth um, association to him and his teachings and get a little bit more personal one-on-one stuff with him, I'd have a look at joining his Anderson Insider Program. You can find that on his uh, website, which will be linked in the, slot, uh, in the show notes. Um, so from my side, it was just a treat to have him out here again and get to see him again. So I'm sure that anyone who participated in what he presented this time would have got just as much learning and, uh, hopefully that will make them hungry to come back for more when he's here again. I agree that it was spectacular seeing Steve again. Um, I
2: wasn't, I didn't think I was going to be able to see him this time. Um, and with the original sort of class schedule that they put out, I would not have been able to see him. Um, so I'm glad things worked out the way they did and I was able to go and see him I was able to go and train with him again but I think even better than that uh, that I got to do it with you two there um, which is pretty cool T is making fun of me at the moment but uh, I'm just going to give him something that I can't actually say in the show at the moment because we're
1: keeping it clean I I think that's actually, that might actually be a good point. I think that's the first time all three of us have participated in a class presented by somebody else at the same time. It
0: is. I think you are correct. No,
1: no, no, it's not. It's not. We did Kita together.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, that's true, actually.
1: Okay, on that note, (laughs) does anyone else have any final thoughts?
0: I think you just need to say your magic, guys.
1: There we go. Okay, so thanks to everybody for their support. Um, I think that the interactions on the group are pretty good. If you've got questions, pop them through. Uh, I think that anything that has been asked or discussed on the Facebook group has been constructive from what I've seen. So keep those coming through. Our uh, our shirts are still available for order from Boss Ninja. That link will be available to you. Um, And that's basically going to be our club rules this week. Please place an order for a shirt. It's got a monkey on it. It does. It's quite cool. Later, losers.